we left off. The Dawnbringers had made their way to the city of Gracklestaug, infiltrated the city and made their way to Gartakar, who was very malnourished, very weak, and not being taken care of inside of the city of Gracklestaug, who's currently being headed up by Konjakira, somebody who you are all very familiar with. The one who almost was successful at the God's Brawl. You guys were able to use the help of Gartakar to infiltrate the Dragon's Lair and kill the Themberchowd shortly after you were confronted by both Konjakira and Zu, your old ally, in which you had seen visions of becoming the one known as Totumanu, another seven son. After seeing him in the doorway, almost freezing for a moment, as fast as you saw them, they disappeared. Looking around the room, you all began to prepare for battle. And Ketelin, in a brief moment, you were on a completely different plane, banished from Cortreum, surrounded by some demonic creatures. The rest of you began to fight. It was a close battle. And you guys ended up subduing Zoo into a, a wall of force by Milton. And at the very end, Milton, you were able to destroy Konjakira once and for all. As the fireball engulfed her body, and she burst into flames and falls onto the ground, the mask that she was wearing charred and blackened. You all turn towards your old ally, Zoo, which was lying on the ground with a porcelain mask over his face. Doug, you remembered something that you found when he was taken. A golden feather that was gently humming and vibrating since the day that you got it. Pulling it out, you were able to speak with the Matron of Ravens as she was coming to claim Zoo. Something that you found out she's been after for some time but not able to grasp. After a brief discussion, you asked her if there was a way to save him. She said there was. A life given freely in exchange. Taking that, you discussed with the Dawnbringers, what the outcome would be. Each one of you offered to be the one, but in the end, it was Torvir. 
a dwarven druid that you've all grown close with. In his final words, he said that he knew what he was doing. And with nothing else left on this plane for him, he knew this was the way that he could make the biggest impact. Bringing your old ally back. With the decision made, he took the golden feather. And after a quick conversation with the matron the deed was done inside the room you guys just hear a ting 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 of some metallic object hitting the ground as the echoes from the chambers looking around you see a key with a leather strap lying on the ground where Torvir once was What would you like to do? I'm picking up the key and put it in my put it in my pocket where the feather used to be. Okay. Doug, you reach down and you pick up the key. Putting it in your pocket. I'm gonna walk over to Zoo. Okay. Milton, as you walk over, Kettlin. If I'm not mistaken, you are holding him. Yes. <laughs> I am so okay. holding Zoo. We need to go like now. Hold your horses. I'm going to lift the mask up off of Zoo's face. Okay. And just like look at him in the eyes. At the moment, Nothing. His eyes are closed. I'm going to shake him a little bit, push on his chest, like a little rub on his chest. Zoo, you in there? Is he alive? Uh. Now, I need everybody that is around Zoo to roll a perception check for me. Yes. Okay. We killed Torvir to get you back. You better be alive. Okay. I promised you would be. Milton? 19. 11. 12. Ander? 21. Okay. As you lift the mask off, um, it's kind of the first time that you notice that his tattoos that he still has you remember them being almost moving when he was alive and they're currently not moving they're also very static Milton you kind of begin rubbing his chest like you were saying and talking to him almost Kettlin you're still holding Zoo and Milton Check. where you were just pushing on his chest, you remove your hand and you see some of the tattoos begin moving. Hey, guys. And his chest begins going up and down. His breath is breathed into him. 
and he opens his eyes. Shit, you're alive! It worked! Zoo? Kaitlyn? Yeah? Why are you crying? I'm just really happy to see you. What? What is wrong? Where is Doug? And I push off of her a little bit and, and uh, scramble to my feet. Dougie's hat. He... It's at this point, Zoo, you see Doug standing there. What is the last thing you remember, Zoo? You're alive. And I go over and I start kind of checking him. And Are you hurt? What's... Are you okay? I'm okay. What's the last thing you, you know of? What, what do you mean? Zoo, you begin looking around and you're in an empty chamber that has been decimated by something. You see a body with a charred porcelain mask that looks terrifying to you. So you realize it's Kanjakira and there's a giant dragon in the middle of the room that is also dead. You see somebody that you don't recognize. What has happened? Where are we? We've been busy while you've been gone, Zoo. What do you mean, gone? We're in Grackle Do you remember Stout. the last... No. What was that, Ketalyn? Oh, we're in Grackle Stub right now, Zoo. So. How are we in Grecklestab? What? Do you remember the the Thumber Chub? Dragon. That's it. I don't understand what's happening. We were just. Bro, I remember the chambers. I remember we were ambushed at the God's Bro and separated. Kedlin, you were in your God's chamber and we could not get in. got into the chamber somehow and and he left us why did you leave us that woman showed up Kondikira showed up and I was nearly dead myself and I did not leave Doc stood over your body and I tried my best to protect you but I I don't know it went it went dark after 
she raised her hand towards me and a wave of energy hit me and nothing else. Is that really all you remember from that? is pounding and I only see fragments. I, I don't, I don't remember. I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm just gonna place my hands like on like your, fore, or your biceps, kind of try and pull you down and just look at you like straight in the eyes as much like deep as I can. And one, I'm looking to see if he has any, like, white rings around his face, yep. or his eyes, and then just to kind of, like, peer into his soul and see if he's telling me the truth on, like, not remembering anything. Okay, go ahead and roll an insight check. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, he is obviously confused and shaken. Um... But from what you can tell, he is trying his best to be helpful, but he doesn't know what's going on. And the white rings? There are no white rings in his eyes. Zhu, I believe you for now. And it's only because we don't have time to talk this out. Shit is bad. Kanjukir is dead. The dragon's dead. And all of Gracklestag is being swarmed by mind-controlled, crazed dwarves. So aside from that, everything's okay right now. I... You were under her spell, Zoo. She took you and used you for... I can't even count now. Months? You're a year, perhaps? I've been gone for months? Probably close to a year, yeah. We didn't know what happened, but I, I was fighting and everything went black, and then I woke up and you were gone. We she thought that you. you abandoned us. You guys begin hearing footsteps. We need to leave. Running down the hallway. Kettlin, as you say that, you kind of glance toward the hallway, and there's probably six outlines of humanoids running at you. In the hallway. Can you get us out of here? I'm writing Stone Talon again. Yeah, but we have work to do here, don't we? As the footsteps stop, you hear a voice of a male. He says, No! My queen! You guys look over and there's a drow male in heavy armor looking up and looking at you all. His eyes are puffy and red. And he has a bunch of drow with him, about five others. And he says, kill them. Kill them! I need everybody to roll initiative. Are any of them familiar? Do you recognize him? I mean, you can find out on your turn. 
I did not expect. So we're going to go Ander first. Uh, it is going to be a 12. 12. And this name is nice to say it again. Zoo. <laughs> very confused and tired, so I got an 8. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Nightingale. Doesn't need mine. 10. Milton. 18. Doug. Somehow more confused than Zoo. <laughs> so I got a five. Got a little plus five, so. 15. Oh, 15. Okay. So, as these, uh, these guys he's scream at you guys in the in the doorway. You see these drow all of a sudden pull out these crossbows, um, several of them, crossbows. and uh, one is going to pull out a crossbow and take a shot. Uh, actually, they're going to move first. He's going to take a pop shot at uh, Doug, who has half cover, so that means you get plus two to your AC for this attack. Since you're kind of um, that pillar is that's crumbled is behind you. Uh, you just all of a sudden are going to see him point up and go Fink! and shoot the crossbow. Ooh, that's going to miss, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, 12 to hit. <laughs> uh, think, uh, you, you, also, you see this crossbow bolt stuck into the, the pillar actually in front of you. As you kind of turn around and you now see that all of these drow are rushing in and just infuriated. Okay, and that is going to be his turn. As then... Mr. Drow Purple is going to go. He is going to take a shot at Ander, actually, who has a direct line on you with his crossbow. Twenty-two to hit. That does. You're going to take four points of piercing damage. And how long does Heroes Feast last for? 24 hours. Shit. Okay, <laughs> so you're not playing. <laughs> Just amazing. Shit. Uh, so stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so angry. Okay, next is going to be the next route. As this drow runs down the middle of the, of the room, he's also going to pull out his crossbow, and he's going to take a shot at Doug, who we can see, who still has half cover. Twenty-two. Meets. Meets. Okay, so it does hit. As you take seven points of piercing damage, as this now it sinks through one of your your plate. Uh, armor and it kind of sticks into your shoulder. It doesn't hurt too bad, but it still kind of stings, and you can feel that there was something more to that bolt, but you're able to shrug it off from the hero's feast that you consumed earlier. And next is going to be Milton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wasting any time tonight. Just going to run. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So I'm going to go over there. I'm going to say, I enjoyed watching her burn to my fireball. Yes. I'm gonna raise both of my hands up. Okay. And cast. What? 
What am I call? Oh, reverse gravity. Mm. <laughs> so in a fifty-foot radius. Is that is that from uh, Wild Mount? It's not. Okay. This is okay. Okay, let's see what. Um, yeah, CR used it. Um, so in a fifty-foot radius, gravity is inverted. Okay. So basically centered on a point like over here. It's I don't have like a way to really mark a fifty-foot radius. Um, but now they have to make a deck save okay. or they fall up to a hundred feet. True. Okay. Um, let's see. How tall is the ceiling? I mean, it's it's pretty tall. You can't really see the top because it's dark. Um, okay. So it's a deck save, you said? Yep. Okay. So we're just going to do the yellow first. Uh, that one's 12 for yellow. I'm yep. guessing he's flying. <laughs> I, I don't know how you want to do this. Uh, we'll, we'll do it here in a second. So yellow failed. We're going to do purple. Natural 20. So that is a... Good for you, purple. 22, I believe. You deserve it. <laughs> uh, yeah, 22. Okay. And then next is going to be just the, the unmarked one. Uh, the monk-looking one. Nope. That's a 10. Uh, okay. Next is going to be... That's a 10. Big guy. Twenty-three. The big guy. Um, okay, and then next we're gonna do the one. We're gonna do yep, the one in the very back. Natural twenty. Okay. That is nice flex there, bro. So that is, uh, twenty-three on that one. Um, okay, and then the last one is green. Oh no, and then purple too. No, 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 we did purple saved. Okay, and then green is the last one. Nope, six. So yellow, that one, and then green. Just fly up into the air all of a sudden as they go, <laughs> and all of a sudden you just see their whole like heads just begin to like flip and fall. They take, or I'm sorry, uh, 10d6, apologies. Um, so, go ahead and roll 10d6 for me, and tell me what that is. <laughs> well, it's a lot of button pressing. Only 32. 32, okay. So what you, you don't see anything, Milton, as they just all of a sudden disappear into the darkness, but you hear bones crush, and them just go, and then just silence. They're all dead. Strip or kill. That's pretty good. Wait, 32 times 3, yeah. did you beat Catalyst? 36? I think you still beat you. Who knows how much damage I actually did. Yeah. But no, so as these bones, you just literally just made them fall to their death. That's brutal, dude. Hold on, I gotta take them out of the fight. Wow. Alright, Milton, anything else on your turn? Um. So. <laughs> yeah, so that area is still. Uh, affected by it, so we should probably draw like a line on the map of where they have to get out of. Otherwise, every one of their turns they have to make the save. Uh, just mark it with these on the. Yeah, we'll say this is like I just said in the middle of them, so I'll just say that. Yeah, it's right in here. 
Like that's the line? Okay. So that would basically be edge to edge to halfway through. We'll just go that way. Cool. That's fine. Okay. Anything else, Milton? Um, nope. I'm feeling pretty good. Hey, yeah. So you guys just see Milton literally just hold his hands out as all of a sudden you see the rocks around the area just begin flying up into the sky. And then some of the drow in front of you just see stab their swords into the ground or like kind of brace themselves. But some of the other ones are still reloading their their crossbows. And as they're putting them up, they just and then they just disappear into the into the sky and they just disappear literally. Um, All right. So the next is going to be Petalip. Okay, I'm going to uh, move up to the line, like next to Milton, I suppose, in the center of the room. I'm probably like 20 or 30 feet back from it still. Probably 20 feet back from it. Okay, I'll move up a little bit apart. Yeah, okay, that's good, that's good, that's fine. And I'm just, uh, I'm going to put Stone Talon towards my AC, because I can. And... Okay. Uh, call out. You see the bodies of the mighty Thumberchowd and your master slain by our hand at our feet. Do you really think this is a good idea? I Can I make an intimidation check or something? You sure can. Go ahead and roll okay. an intimidation check for me. I would like to. Uh, yeah. 16. 16. Hold on. In lieu of attacking, I want to intimidate. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Ketlin, what you see is you see the drow captain who's currently looking at you, the one in the center there. Uh, he's, you know, in his armor, kind of in a full plate. He has a shield on and a sword, and he's looking directly at you, and you can see that he is extremely distressed in his eyes and he looks directly at you after you say that and he just says no but then to the left of him or to his right you see another drow just go fuck this and he runs out so he's taking purple out uh, as he is terrified uh, and he's currently running out of the room um, after three of his brethren just disappeared into the sky uh, and seeing his fallen, you know, leader, in the, but then also the other person in the back, you see that they are also staying. So there is currently two still staying in the room as the other one just disappears. And as he's running out, he says, "You coward!" Um, Kettlin, anything else on your turn? No, that's it. Ender, it is your turn. Okay, so there's one guy left. There's two. Oh, two. Ah. The door right. one here. Uh, okay, let's just go. Let's let's keep messing with him here. And I'm going to cast hypnotic pattern. It's a range of 120 feet. Okay. So Who are you target? Uh, it'll hit. It's it's a uh, 30 foot radius. So just it just in between them. So it hits both of them. Uh, I don't know if it will. Yeah, I don't think you can get both of them. You can't get both of them, unfortunately. Well, in lieu of that, uh, the one that's nearest to us, is he uh, armed with a sword? He is armed with a sword. Okay. Well, we are going to cast Heat Metal on that sword. Okay. That is a 
uh, wait, is there a saving throw on it, or does it just happen? I think he has to make a save to, like, if he holds on to it or not. Oh, yeah, okay. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature of physical contact with the object takes 2d8 when you cast it until the spell ends. You can use a bonus action to do it again every subsequent turn. Uh, it's holding or wearing the object. The creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Ah, okay. Constitution. Bro, I'm not even kidding. Natural 20. You! Oh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, man. Better this fight than last so, one. You see the, so, Andrew, when you cast it, you actually see him look down, and you notice that it is burning his hand, but he is just glaring at Ketalin, and he is not phased by it. <laughs> so he does still take 28 points of fire Nice. Holy okay, so you see that it's singeing his hand, but you see that he is just looking at Ketalin with just such a ferocious look that he doesn't even care. What a boss. Uh, and I do <laughs> have concentration with that. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Let's get him a red one. Okay, anything else, Andrew, on your turn? No, we'll just we'll call it there. Okay. <laughs> right on. All right, so next okay oh he needs okay. to roll he actually so he went this way but should have been out of it still like yeah. along the wall if he was starting his turn in it he needs to roll to was save. he in it yeah He's going. Okay. Nope. Um, so, okay, yeah. As he goes flying in the direction, he's going to be hitting the ceiling. So go ahead and roll 10d6. Even worse than before. 37. 37 oh. points of damage. Okay, so 37 points of bludgeoning damage. Just, it hits the ceiling back there. And then, well, you get the same indication that he hit the ceiling because it was like you hear this like crunch, you know, sound. I, but he's ugh. still going to appear over there. Wow. As all of a sudden, oh. it's almost like you guys see this like, Ooh. you guys see this magical doorway appear behind and just ah. steps right through it. Wow. And he's going to look in the direction actually of Ketalin. And Ketalin, your eyes begin to just completely get glazed over with blackness. Oh, no. And. Put in the way. I'm gonna need you to roll a wisdom saving throw, which you do have advantage on because of the stupid fucking hero speed. I do. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty-seven. I'm wise as fuck. <laughs> yep, that beats. Um, okay, so um, yeah, he—that's it on his turn. Um, oh, I need to put my thing. Sorry, guys. One second. Okay, and then next is Nightingale. Sweet. I'm gonna run after the sword guy. Okay. And get there, I think. Totally. Yep. And you'll have advantage on that strike. Nice. Nice. Six. 
Okay. And then I'll make a attack with my spear. Okay. Thanks. We only need to Jesus Christ. Okay, yes, that hits. <laughs> Plus 12 to hit. Alright, cool. <laughs> Who gave her that weapon? <laughs> That's not even a magical weapon. That isn't... An artificer makes it magical because it actually... She cannot improve a magical weapon. It has to be a standard one. Then she can do artificer shenanigans on it. Yeah. And I'm doing it. Yep. Okay, go ahead and make two. Uh, 12 pistols, so 24 to hit the second. Yep, they both hit. <laughs> Seven plus 14, so 21. 21 points of damage. Okay, towards the house captain. Yeah. As you, you guys see uh, Nightingale run and lunge over the pillar that's fallen over, actually. You see her kind of like do this parkour move over it as she brings a spear out. She runs around. The drow captain swings his sword. She kind of dips underneath it and gets behind him and then takes two stabs at his back. And it, you can hear Ketalin, the uh, spear sinking through his armor as he cries out in pain. Yes. Uh, anything else on your turn? Um, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Good turn, Nightingale. Next is Zoo. Oh, my word. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Who doesn't know what the hell is going on, but he knows how to hit things. <laughs> so I already counted it. I'm going to use my movement to run over here, vault over Milton, and end up right behind El Pollo. What's your movement? 65. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you get about halfway, no. uh, a couple things happen, too. So first... <laughs> First, I'm assuming you're pulling out your weapon to begin attacking. Okay, as you pull out your weapon as you're running, the first thing that you notice is it's a regular scimitar. No. The shadow flame that you're used to seeing. Yeah, you're you're as you're running, you're kind of hit. it is a regular scimitar. Okay. Okay. And it's at this point when you're about halfway running, this loud screech noise kind of begins hitting your ears and it being closing your eyes and gripping your head because something is like hurting your head and you begin looking around and as you look around you can actually see the drow captain and you can see this magic magical drow user over on the side but something's different it's like as you're looking at them you can see this like red almost like flies fuzzing around their head Almost like you feel like you could do something that you've never been able to do before. Send it. Oh, please. Send it. Send it. Let us send it. Where? Roll for straight sending. to hell. Please roll for sending. Yeah. Roll for sending. <laughs> I'm my so next spell. I'm brewing a spell called send it. Mine, I'm calling it. <laughs> you send it. Tonight. It's just going to be what we rename Brandishing. Send it. Send it. Yeah. Plane shift? Yeah. No, we should. We need to rename Banishment Yeet. 
Yeet him yeah, out of yeah. here. <laughs> Yeetishment. Ye- yeah. Yeet. Yields its magnificent yeet. <laughs> Can you please refresh your page? Uh, <clears throat> new things. I want to put the camera at your iPad. Hmm? So I want to put the camera at your iPad. Let me know when it's refreshed. Uh, so I'm so going... unfortunately, I don't know if you'll be able to get both of them. No, no. But you could hit one of them. Um, I will go ahead. Is that all my movement then? That's as far as I can get. No, you still have the rest of your movement. Okay. So you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but you just feel like you can do something that you weren't able to do before. I'm going to just do it. Let's see what happens. So I'm going to use the matron's call. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> And I'll just explain it to you. I'm going to gather threads of shadow material from the Shadowfell and unleash a flock of shadowy ravens created by a cacophony of whispers and screams heard only by the affected creatures. Uh, terrifying. I'm going to do it right, right in here. So okay. Wow. Um, so each creature in a 10-foot cube must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Better land. Natural two. That ain't it. That ain't it, boss. Uh, okay, so he's gonna take two, eight psychic damage. Whoa. Okay, five points of damage. As you, you guys look over and he begins grabbing his head, it's like something is going on in his brain. Couldn't read the rest. He has disadvantage on wisdom checks now and experiences a strong negative emotion. I roll a d4 to find out what that is. Wisdom mm. checks? <laughs> wisdom so, checks. checks. And, and saving throws. Uh, so, Fury. The creature can't willingly move away from the closest enemy it can see, and if able to, it must make an attack of opportunity against any creature leaving its range. That's so, a creature. To you. Gotcha. So, so as the ranged spellcaster, that sucks. <laughs> I'm going to do that and use the rest of my movement just to get up in his face. So as as you guys see this, you guys actually don't see anything. But Zoo, you do. And as you send out these illusionary ravens toward this creature, he starts kind of swatting at them. And then you see him just look at you with such fury. And he just is drawn towards you. So I'm assuming that was my action. That was your action. Every caster's nightmare. Um, like literally, so <laughs> there's four different options. It, we'll we'll talk about it later. I'll use. Sorry. This works. I use my bonus action to patient defense. Okay. So then, as you do that, after you send out those ravens, you rush up to the creature, and as he's looking at you, fury in his eyes, you take this defensive stance, and you're ready for any blow that he can get at you. While I was running, I just threw the sword on the ground because it wasn't. <laughs> I just tosses it. the sword. Okay. And with that, Doug, it is your turn. Oh, thank you. Um, this is probably overkill. I just. I just want to do it. Go for it. So Doug's going to oh, see yeah. this guy next to Torvir. I'm going to just move like right here. Okay. 
Next, Next to, to who? Zoo. <laughs> Guilters. It's a guilty. guilty <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen probably a lot. Um, and alternating, looking looking at this guy and looking at that guy. Yeah. He's going to say, Ding Dong got a bitch is dead. <laughs> 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 and in this little 10 foot square, okay. um, Doug is casting Firestorm. Oh, okay. Why not? Okay. Just directly, directly in front of Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Firestorm. Go for it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not as much as I was hoping for, but twenty-five. Oh wait, he has to. He has to. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hold on. Instant damage. <laughs> Instant damage. <laughs> it's gonna be a Dex. Dex. Dex save. Okay. That is gonna have a bad day. Natural one. Woo! Yeah. 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 Okay, so 25. 25 points of damage. Okay, as just these fire bolts begin raining from the sky above, all in front of you, Zoo, as you're kind of looking around as this holy fire is striking the ground, and the arachnomancer are kind of just is looking at you, still infuriated. The what? The arachnomancer? <laughs> I wasn't holding this camera. Doug, <laughs> okay, anything else in return? That's it. Okay, Milton. Uh, oh, that... sorry. Yeah, because the, the, the drow is. He ran. <laughs> he was terrified of Kettlin. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, I thought I had to, another minute. I was going to wait to have him. He's right now. How's Meiji Boy looking over there? Is he? He's looking pretty hurt. Looking pretty he, hurt. Like he, you see that there's like these scorch marks all over his body, and like he's like trying to put pressure on it as like blood is squeezing through his hand. Kill me. <laughs> um. Then I'm going to cast. Um. I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Nope, I take it back. Mine's liver. Okay. Final answer. <laughs> Mine's liver. What kind of save is that? Uh, intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Twenty-seven. Oh, he's that kind of magey boy. Yeah, smart boy. <laughs> yes, very smart. So counting on the wisdom, but I saved it from told the dead. That's wisdom. Uh, yep. All right. Then I just continue smiling. <laughs> That big boy in front of me, like, <laughs> I killed your friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is Ketelin. Uh You have a drow captain staring at you in the face. Nightingale flanking. <laughs> well, that was the wrong choice. And I'm going to quietly <laughs> rage. And I just imagine that in, like, the semi-darkness of this room, my eyes, just like irises, start to glow. That or like golden and then I'm going to attack him absolutely go ahead and make your attack okay. with advantage and are you putting it are you keeping a stone talent towards AC or damage uh, or, I'll, go sorry, ahead put him, I'll go ahead and put it towards my damage or attack this time okay excellent okay so that was a 23 to hit that definitely hits cool. I'm just going to roll my second attack now Oh, and a natural 20. 
Oh, wow. Tonight with the 20s. <laughs> All right, my arm's going to get tired for this one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This. Okay, so for the, the two attacks, that is 61 points of damage. That's all? Damn. Glad you yeah, rolled I rolled. On that. I rolled. Yeah, my Holy I rolled a, for, on the d12s five and two threes. Oh man! Could you please try and help out the group a little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'll try, I'll try harder next time. As you pull back and as you just begin silently raging, the rest of you almost see like these. Um, it's like flames appear from her eyes as the darkness is really intense in this room as this golden flame appears from her eyes and she all of a sudden you see these stones on her shoulders go onto her weapon as she pulls back and she strikes twice and one of them she just sticks the axe into the guy's like shoulder area and she just rips it out and you can just see that blood is gushing from this wound um, you definitely dealt a lot of damage Arquette. Anything else on your turn? No that is it for me. Okay alright well he's gonna do what he can he's gonna take a couple attacks at you as he is now uh, very mad at you. Um, oh, damn it. Forgot something. Nope, it's my bad. Okay, um, we're going to keep on going. Uh, Kendallin, he's attacking you. Okay. That's not going to hit. 16. Bring it. Nope. Nope. Okay, he's taking another attack nope. at you with the sword. Natural fucking 20. That's what, what I'm talking about. Wow. Now the good news about oh my god, I'm so mad. Okay, um well the, Heroes okay. feast. Here we go, yeah. So uh you're gonna take thirteen points of slashing damage. So six and what's up? Oh yeah. And then you're, and then you're not gonna take what would be, oh my god, you would have taken twenty four plus forty six poison damage uh, with that crit, but you're not taking any of that because of your fucking hero fears. Okay, so then the <laughs> so after the second strike hits you um, with the scimitar, you see him pull with his left hand out this whip, and he's gonna strike at you and try to wrap it around your neck. Can you do damage to someone that likes it, the attack? <laughs> She's like, wait, let me go turn my camera on. <laughs> yeah. Are like burning now? Is that what this is? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, um... I can see my turn for you to do it again. So, 18 to hit. Nope. 18 Oh, wait, yeah, hit? yeah, sorry. I forgot I put Stern Talon towards my attack. <laughs> yes, that hits. <laughs> okay, so instead of doing damage, though, you are considered grappled uh, as this whip wraps around your neck and you are now, like, fighting it. Just your speed becomes zero, um, and you can try to break it on your turn if you like. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be his turn. And, uh... Don't need to break it. Just punch him in the face. <laughs> Do where you want to be. Or do we still have freedom of movement? Can my speed be zero? Can I be grappled? Oh, that's for an hour. Uh-oh. Well, Jesus, yeah, you still got it. <laughs> I am going to start by using my bonus action to make the heat metal hit again. Okay. Good. Do you so your damage? It's going to be 
Oh, wait, is it a dex? No, it's a constitution. Or constitution? Yeah. And he takes damage even if he succeeds? Correct. Yeah, it's uh, always damage. Unless he wished, if he wants to drop the weapon, then he'll stop taking damage. <laughs> so I guess we I would start with the option where he can do... Uh, either he can choose to drop it, or he can do a constitution, constitution saving throw and then take damage after it. Excellent. He is choosing to hold on to it, and he rolled a 22. Rock and roll. He's holding on. He's a beefy boy. <laughs> okay, so we're doing one, two, three, four, five. So he is taking only 13 points of fire damage. Only. 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 And then as my action action, I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers on him, which is okay. a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Okay. Please. Fifteen. That does not save. Ooh! All right. Go ahead and hit him with some dissonant whispers. All right. Should be good. Knock him down a notch. (laughs) All right. So it's going to be a twenty-seven points of uh, uh, psychic damage. Yeah, you just see all of a sudden his nose begins bleeding as he like kind of grips his ears and he just goes ah! as something is penetrating his mind and is causing some form of damage. Yikes. And then he must immediately use his reaction if available and move as far as his speed allows from me. Because you have to move really quick. Right. But here's the thing: is he has to go into the gravity. Oh. <laughs> um, if it's directly away from Ander, he would not go into it. Oh, okay. He'd be on the edge of it, but he wouldn't be in it. So yeah, he just has to move as far away. So just in a straight line. What's his movement? Uh, Thirty feet. Ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So literally, I think we said the line was. Oh, so it's close. Anna's gonna do a wide sweep next time yeah. and kind of just push him in the middle of the room. You can feel like the back of his cloak right. getting sucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, you get to see like some of his like tunic is like getting pulled into the center of the room because he is just right on the line of the gravity. Uh, he is looking very hurt. Anything yeah, else? Vander was Vander was thinking on that one. He would have moved slightly and pushed him into the gravity well, but uh, Ander wasn't paying attention. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> And else that is that is my turn. Okay, so so he is actually going to just immediately. You're going to see these fangs appear from his mouth as he is now furious at you, and all of a sudden his arms begin to elongate and his legs and these other arms pop out of his sides as he turns into a giant spider. Gross! Gross! Of he does. I kind of yep. felt like that was coming. Yep. And Zoo, he is going to take. Wait, wait. That is correct. Yep. Because of the patient events. Okay. Uh, He is going to take a bite at you. Bite me, Daddy. Ooh, I don't know if that's going to. Let me hear Zoo go. 15 to hit. 
Okay, so you're gonna make another bite at you. <laughs> Twenty-three to hit. That one hits. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, take. You're gonna take uh, ten points of piercing damage. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I know. Okay, so you don't take the 4d12 poison damage. Uh, great. Okay, so that's that turn. <laughs> uh, and it's at this point. Actually, Nightingale, it's your turn. I'm gonna run after this guy. Yes, you are. And I'm gonna strike him with my spear. Okay. Again, oh, I don't. Oh, I'm just gonna do both strikes. Okay, go ahead and make two attacks. Natural twenty. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh That's so shit! Many We've had more in this fight than than the dragon and Conjakira. Okay, and then a fourteen plus twelve. So they both score. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Basically, you're just so. Thirty. Thirty-one. How do you want to do this for him? Hey. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh. Does he have to roll a save at the beginning of his turn or end of his turn or? Sorry. Keep going. You're good. Um, I'm just gonna kind of do a little stomach stab. Flash mm. slice on his like neck. Love it. So you pull back and you actually go uh, and you grab the very end of your spear. Uh, and as you stab, you're pretty far away. And you pull back and as he's looking at you after you just stabbed him in the stomach, you pull it back and almost act it like a like it's a long sword and you just slash across the neck as he's just looking at you and he falls to his knees in front of you and dies. Okay. Zoo. So I'm gonna smash the spider. <laughs> Go ahead and smash it. Smash with the hammer. Step on him, Go ahead and make your four attacks. Do them all once. Really, really bad. Always one is twelve. That does not hit. Nineteen. That hits. Fifteen. That hits. Meat. And that hits. So three hit. Twenty nine points. Twenty nine points of bludgeoning damage. These, you guys hear these sounds of of flesh hitting flesh as it's not something you've really heard in a while. As Zoo is just punching this spider in the abdomen and in the face. Uh, you look over and this thing is just looking at him, looking like a mad spider, I guess, because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Angry spider. So, oh, the guys are staring. Try to zoom. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, yeah, I'm hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> using mobile, I'm just going to retreat. Okay. Back. And that does not provoke opportunity attacks. Okay. All right, so you out, like, 
Uh, I'm just going to say, Doug, I need help. Okay. Okay, and with that, Doug, it is your turn. Uh, seeing that Zoo needs help, say, I got you, buddy. And I'm going to cast a level four healing word. Okay. And Zoo's going to get back 10 HP. I will take it. <laughs> Solid. What'd you roll? Uh, I, I don't know. I did I did the... Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty... Four? Because it should be... What is it? 44? 44 no. plus 3. Yeah, 44 plus 3. But then also, it's a level 4 spell, so you should get 6 additional. Oh, yes. So 6 more. So no, 3. Yeah, no, 6 more. So 16 total? 16 total. Don't remind me again, but I got it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't remind me again this session. <laughs> it only reminds you when you do so poorly than your rolls. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anything else, Doug, on your turn? Um, going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. On the spider. Okay. So your your spiritual weapon comes, uh, you know, blurring into the room, and you're gonna make an attack. I'm gonna make an attack. Okay, then roll for an attack. Six. Just misses. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, sorry, sorry, I didn't roll for an attack. That was my damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's going to be 17. That hits. Yes. Six points of damage. Six points, Six points of damage as the spiritual weapon. You just hear it kind of sink into to this leathery skin. Just <laughs> wiggle it a little. All right. So at the top of the round, Milton, before your turn, you all hear something. Uh, as you hear several more footsteps coming from the hallway just running and this is like way more than before uh and all of you kind of look towards the entrance and there's faulkner oh yeah where did he and he go? points and he that says little bitch. <laughs> he says over there and all of a sudden like 15 dwarves duergard dwarves come and they pull out these heavy crossbows and they go, fire! And you guys just hear these crossbow bolts come flying across the room as one by one, they begin hitting the, the spider. Um, and the spider creature oh, doesn't do anything because they can't. Um, so <laughs> they're still alive, but barely, as they just have these heavy crossbow bolts in them. Milton, it's your turn. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. Oh my god. I didn't even know you left. It's about time you got back, though. He's a sneaky boy. <laughs> He's a super sneaky boy. Help. Okay, Milton, it's your turn. <laughs> yep. I am going to cast uh, Toll the Dead. Bong. Bong. Okay. Wisdom save. Wisdom. Disadvantage. Yes. Said too. <laughs> I, I said saving throws too. I think that's a typo. Is it supposed to be 12? No, that was 12. Okay. Yeah, 22. That was the last roll. Was on the 22 points of damage? 22 points of damage. All right. Still hanging on. Wow. As the spider is looking just completely 
just like it's like panting and looking around in a panic almost, but still is looking just furiously at Nightingale. <laughs> where is um, it's the nearest enemy? <laughs> where's Kanjikiri's body? Near like, where the Arachnomancer is. Okay. Yeah, she died. Yeah. Don't bring yours. Everybody grab a leg. it is your turn okie dokie I am going to thank you I'm going to move 40 feet as close to it as I can I don't know if I'll be able to reach it you can get it oh nice okay great (laughs) Um, this is good news (laughs) Stone Talon is going towards my attack again. Okay. Goodbye, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Another natural 20. On the oh, first one. No. Just, just roll that Second one. one. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the second one also hits, <laughs> like in the 20s. Um, Okie dokie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Significantly better on the, just the damage rolls in the last time. Twelve. Okay, forty-four points of damage total. Yeah, Kettle, how you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna front. If he's like rearing back from the crossbow bolts hitting him, I'm just gonna stab up like into the underbelly. Yes, okay. And I'm just gonna whisper, Kettling, you see these Duragar dwarves that are kind of laying down covering fire. You see these giant crossbow bolts come flying across. We can just put it back up on the TV. You just see them coming, flying across the room. You take this opportunity to sprint across the middle of the room. You're dragging Stone Talon behind you, and it's causing these sparks against the stone on the ground as you just swing upwards and you cleave the spider in two, and it just splits into the two and flies across the room. And you guys defeated it. The Arachnomancer couldn't grab the body and Dimension Door out, so that was frustrating. Isn't the body a pile of ash? The body of. Well, not you know, it was more flavor text, but it's yes. she was charred, definitely burnt, but like he was going for the body and was going to try to dimension door out, but couldn't because he was furious. That was like the one thing it wanted to do was move away. Uh, anyway. So it's at this point, as the kind of, um, the, the room kind of quiets down, you see the dwarves being and going in Faulkner goes, wait, 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 wait. And he's holding it back and he says like, you see him kind of kick a rock into the middle and it goes, and goes flying up in the sky. And he's like, as all of a sudden he kicks another rock and it stays on the ground. He begins walking and one by one, all of a sudden it goes, thump, 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 as his body's hitting the ground around him. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, he's around for a second. Yeah, Q, it's raining, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the moon. Oh uh, the, not just the mask of Kanjakira, but the skull of Kanjakira, too. Okay. 
you're just gonna cut her head off or uh, yeah if i need to go ahead as you guys are kind of collecting yourselves you just see milton sawing at the neck of Kira in the corner um what weapon are you using Faulkner there kind of, Faulkner's walking you just with using like a pocket door. knife I have a dagger. <laughs> He's got a butter knife that he uses for yeah, specifically he... toasted night. Um, the dagger is basically a sword to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, so as Faulkner's walking, he's like, I'm glad I got here in time. I can't. Oh. And he looks over at Milton as he's cutting. He's like, um, this place fucking creeps me out. Um, is everyone all right? Pretty much, all things considered. I am gonna just slink to the ground, and I have a healing potion. Apparently, so I'm gonna drink my healing potion. Do I still have all my things? Probably not, right? You don't have your healing potion. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just gonna sit down on the ground. Okay, breathing heavily. I'm gonna I'll go sit next to. I'll give you my last 10 lay on hands. Zoom. Pat you on the shoulder. I'm, I'm going to give him another healing word. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to actually roll for this one. Probably good idea. <laughs> Probably good idea. Uh, this is level four again. Okay. Do you have a, do you have cure wounds? Cause yeah, cure, I guess I could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Better you're in right. every way, but touch. So you just yeah. have to touch him. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> uh, so, seeing him on the ground, um, I'm just going to walk up to him say, it's good to have you back, friend. And put my hand on his shoulder and cast Cure Wounds. Okay. I think that's 48. It is. Yeah. Well, 48 plus <clears throat> Plus 6. So, plus 9. Yeah, yeah. 48 plus 9. Twenty-three, so thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh, real dice. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Zoo, you're feeling a little bit I'm more invigorated. Better. Um, it's Faulkner. What's up? I'm gonna go and um, try and fix my dog. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Poor Kato. Oh, poor Kato. Yeah, you begin. You begin mending him. I uh, use my fitness tool as yep. an action. He's a first level spell slot to do that. Okay. So you expend the energy as you begin kind of tinkering with him, and slowly you can feel the life kind of hum back into him as his light or his eyes kind of light up a little bit and begins kind of looking at you again as kind of tinkling, even standing up and kind of shaking. And so, like, yo, you're kind of off by your own doing that. Um, Faulkner says, Well, um, yeah, it's a fucking riot out there right now. Um, d- uh, these guys were able to come help me. Um, I, the the drow are basically completely gone. Are they they rising up against the drow? Uh, yeah, apparently, one of these bitches had uh, the king under some spell, and he snapped out of it real fucking quick a minute ago. Well, that's good, good news. Point at the severed head. I think it was her. He'll go. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. This is for any other drow that think that they can fight us. Good, good for you. That's excellent. 
Um, How did the drow get out? Are they still in the city? They began fleeing. Um, there was a lot of holes from something mm. in the walls. It was our dramatic entrance. It's pretty dramatic. Are there any, like, I don't know, big trees walking around out there? Um, no. Just, just curious. <laughs> Good question. Um, Kettlin, are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. I haven't seen you in a while. Looks at Yuzu. Good to see you. Good to see you. <clears throat> He's just out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm sure um, Belgos would like to speak to you. You see a couple of the dwarves behind him and says, Oh, yeah, they've been um, asking about who did this. If you want to follow me, I can take you right to him. In fact, it's kind of an order. I'll help Zoo up. <laughs> Where's the mask? In my hand. Other one. Oh, it's on the ground. <laughs> it's near Ander. Uh, Where did I keep no. Uh, as as I stand up, um, kind of looking around, I'm going to see the other mask, and I'm just going to go over to it and just kind of pick it up and hold it in my hands for a minute. And you see just confusion at first, and then realization, and then... Uh, just a flood of emotion as he kind of just drops to his knees and just begins weeping, holding the mask. Zoo! You don't need that anymore. Is this what she did to me? It's not my head. We think so. We didn't know what happened to you until we saw you. Like you said, that I woke up and you were gone. <clears throat> okay. But Zoo, you saved me. Okay. Toss the mask on the ground and join the group. Kind of hear it hit the ground. Um, he is very shaken, and just you can tell now that kind of fight the fight is over and things are um, settling down a bit. He is noticeably skinnier, um, just very like malnourished. Um, beard is overgrown, hair is overgrown, dirty. He's just, he's not looking good. He's feeling good as far as health mm -hmm. goes, but he's just, his yeah. his physical state 
and emotional state right now is very not good. The king. <clears throat> just one moment. And Doug's going to walk over to where he just threw the mask. And don't know what it's made of, but he's just going to stomp on it. Just try to just try to break it. Shatters into several pieces. Nobody <clears throat> needs this anymore. That's good. And then I cast Detect Magic. Okay. So, you cast, are you ritual casting it? No. Okay, just casting it. So as you cast it, um, kind of sense out with your... You know, you're kind of closing your eyes and kind of imagining things. And as you open, it's almost like little bits of magic are begin glowing. Um, you look around, a lot of it comes from your allies. Um, you go back and there's some treasure left as far as like, it's just kind of in the middle of the room. A lot of it might've gotten, some of it might've gotten stuck in the ceiling. Um, <laughs> scattered a little more. Um, but yeah, nothing necessarily inherently like a magic item or anything is like popping out at you. Um, but yeah, you look at each one of the Duergar dwarves that come in and they don't seem to be emanating any magic or anything like that. I'm specifically looking for Conjecure's daggers. Gotcha. Torger did. So, as you're looking around for the daggers, you are not able to find them. They weren't in her with her body. Nope. Because we said last session that you were dropping it with your gauntlets, right? Well, I didn't specifically say, but yeah, I was... Torvir did pick up the daggers before he left. Oh, well. We'll grab the gauntlets, at least. <laughs> we'll take the gauntlets with us. Did you drop the gauntlets, too? I said, as, as I was approaching, and yeah, I was kind of stripped. I stripped you off did, the gauntlets. You did, Specifically, yeah, I yeah. said that. I didn't say anything else. Okay. <clears throat> Then I'm just going to get in line behind the Durgar. We did harvest the dragon, right? We took... I took some scales. Yeah, You guys grabbed a couple scales. Can I try to as break As much off as you could before Conjecure and Zoo. <laughs> Real quick. I kind of went full like, already. stomp off a big tooth? <laughs> you can give it a shot. Go ahead and roll a strength check for me. I want to. <laughs> Oh my god, a natural one. <laughs> uh, so seven oh total. So, Kettle, <sighs> you go up to the two as you begin just back and forth trying to break this thing off and great dental work on the dragon as you just, <laughs> you can't get that tooth to budge. Bosses. Okay. As, as we walk out, I don't sense any magical items or anything like that from Gartikar. Unfortunately not. He got oh, shit. Gartikar. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. So, um, sorry. What did you say? I missed. <laughs> the feather. I asked if I set up the feather. It was going to be an RP. Yeah. Um, you do not have the feather anymore. So Doug's going to look around for a guard to card. You do see his body. So Doug's going to go up. 
a lot of Zion stones and um, cast I'm not going to pull up my stones I'm going to use my last diamonds and I'm going to cast um, I'm going to cast Grab Gartikar's body and I'm gonna drag him with me. The <laughs> 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 shoulder. Fireman, carry him out. I'm gonna ask for some help from some of uh, okay. the, the people that are that are with. <clears throat> In fact, some of the Duogar dwarves know who Gartikar is. So actually, some of them come over and they're like, "Here, let me help you." And then two of them pick up his body actually for you. I'm just gonna say, "Bring him, keep him with me." And you still see the crossbow bolt coming out of his neck. Break it and take it out. Okay. So, what are you guys doing? I am following the Duragar out of the room. <laughs> yep. <coughs> Follow us. As the Duragar doors begin walking. You guys walk out of the um, chambers that you are in with the Keepers of the Flame and instantly you guys see all of the banners from the Drow incursion they're all burned they're all tore down you see some of them on the ground a lot of that Drow influence that you saw when you first came into the place is just completely gone um, and some of it is still lingering whether that's paint on some some buildings or um you might see some some tapestries or something hanging around but um for the most part most of it has seemingly been destroyed uh and then what's interesting is you see no drow currently um in the city as you're walking around and these Durgar dwarves are taking you through kind of some of these um walkways that kind of curve and swerve uh in between the city as you go kind of you begin ascending you go up kind of this long stone pathway um the the humidity is extremely hot uh it is very dark uh there are still some um um wow my brain what is happening right now uh lanterns there are still some lanterns hanging but it is not giving off a lot of light um as the Durgar dwarves that you're with are just kind of escorting you through this through this dark and very quiet town you'll notice that you don't really hear anything before you were hearing the sounds from the siege and it's kind of quiet now um, eventually you Apart get up to the door and there are probably 20 Durgar dwarves um, that are standing at this door now all fully armed um, and you hear one of the dwarves that you're with says does anybody speak uh, dwarven I can understand all spoken languages all spoken languages any creature that can understand language can understand what I say. Dude. That's crazy. What? Bard did not give me to again. Yeah, could give me run for my money over here. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be like you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering real quick, apart from the burned banners, is the city in shambles or are the buildings still intact and fine where we are? Like, buildings are seemingly through? intact. 
I mean, like some of them are are looking worse for wear, but it has definitely not been like raised or anything like that. Okay. So okay. if that's the case, then I have my cloak. I'm wrapped up in my cloak with my hood on, trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Okay. <clears throat> so, Zoo, then you hear them say, I bring the ones that the king has requested. Please let us in. There's kind of a moment where they're kind of looking you all up and down. One of the guards kind of looks over and nods his head at the doors. Begins slowly opening up as these big wooden doors against the stone open up. You guys go into this lavish, extremely nice house full of immaculate silver bowls, um, just the opposite of what you've seen, which is normally stone, uh, very rigid, very hard. Um, this is extremely nice, exquisite jewelry, all that kind of stuff just lying around. Um, and it's at this point you guys hear some footsteps coming down these stairway up above you all. And it's this burly looking dark, dark dwarf. He's got this huge kind of uh, ashen gray beard, uh, hair pulled back um, into this big ponytail that has these huge leather uh, clasps around. There's like four of them down his ponytail. Um, he has these big uh, leathery looking earrings that kind of come down on either side as he's looking at you all. <clears throat> what brought you here? Why are you here? Your brother sent us. My brother. He was worried that someone had done something to manipulate you. I'm just going to toss the head towards his feet. He was right. Do a persuasion check with advantage, please. That's so badass. <laughs> 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 My girlfriend! Most badass moment he's ever had in his life. That was yeah. so cool. Ooh, I rolled a natural 19 plus nothing for persuasion. You <laughs> 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 tried hard. You see him walk up to the head. And he lifts up the mask part. And you see him just go, spits on her face as he pushes it with his foot. That bitch took years away from me. She took people away from me. She'll take no more from you, nor us. You see him kind of looking around the room. And to this point, he walks so lightly, you didn't realize that he has two heavy hammers hanging on either side, like on his belt. These 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 thick war hammers. As he pulls him out, and you see him just begin screaming into the sky, and he is smashing all of the tables with his these weapons, and he's smashing all of these uh, beautiful um, silver bowls and and, and um, 
vases, all this kind of stuff. And he's just furious as he's looking around and he says, all of this reminds me of her. How many people have I led to their deaths? I took them to go to these deep places looking for things that she requested. Drow is in my fucking city. And I nailed out my surfacers. There is always time and plenty room for redemption these days. And though it can be said it is not your fault whether or not you will take that to heart is not our responsibility but it is all of our responsibilities to mend what has taken place now what kind of king does what I did And he looks over at, there's still a dwarven guard in the room, and he says, Brego, leave. And you see the dwarf is kind of hesitant to leave. He says, I said leave! The dwarf kind of just nods his head and walks out the door. Well, what you did was terrible. You were not in your right mind, and I cannot hold you accountable for your actions. The Seven Sons are far more powerful than we ever gave them credit for originally. What now? Is this why you came here? What was your vengeance against her? She took someone from us. But bigger than that, she was crafting special weapons with our jail. And she needed your forge. Which is why she took your mind. You see him for a second. His eyes kind of widen for a minute as he puts his hands in his head as he drops his weapons onto the ground. And he kind of stumbles back for a second. And he's like, Oh, God. What is it? I made them for her. What did you craft? I, I can't... I can't fully remember. Um, nobody can do it but me and my brother. How many did you make? I I don't know. I um a few, a lot. I don't remember. You can see him kind of getting frustrated, just looking around, almost like he's lost. Are they still here? No. But there were people wearing those masks. How long ago? He seemed kind of dip his head. 
I've seen you before. I'm in the back trying to hide. (laughs) (laughs) It appears that she took my mind as well. So we took it back. These people that you saw, do you remember names? Do you remember how many? (sighs) Fuck. I don't remember. Do you have more Argel? I don't know. Um... We could search the place, but it's not something that typically lies around. It would be useful. As you can see, our friend Kedlin here has a weapon crafted from Argel. I saw it. It's our only hope to be able to outmatch them. plan on going after these people we are, we've we been are. doing so we've taken two of them with her included I uh I have much rebuilding to do down here to find a way maybe I can reach out to some close allies and see if they can help us rebuild but I don't know the state of the situation we're in is there anything you know that I should know blinged in stone is not what it once was they wiped the gnomes out first This is worse than I thought. Yours isn't the only city that's been controlled by the drow. Mental Jarath has also been taken over. They slaughtered all of the gnomes there, too. By the hands of dwarves. They're using mushrooms grown around the Underdark to give exceptionary, exceptionary, exception? Exceptional. Exceptions. Some extra powers. What <laughs> 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 is the word? Exceptionary? Yeah. I think I'm thinking of exemplary. Exemplary. You're thinking of exemplary. Exceptionally. Exceptionally. Got it. That twenty intelligence score. What's your intelligence score again? <laughs> Milton's is high. I'm almost at a spell slot. I'm feeling tired. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptional powers. They were not of the right mind. The Durgar are good people. 
I hope we uh, did not burn any bridges accidentally. Um, I have to go investigate something that my scouts found. Something that they found deep down. Some black, tall object. I have no idea. I'm supposed to go look at it. Don't touch it. It is an obelisk. I have not seen it yet. I'm not sure what it is. It sounds like an obelisk. We've encountered a few before. I touched one and I almost didn't come back. Not by choice. Apparently that's the first direction all the drow did when we started fighting back. They headed that direction, so... You should destroy it. They are using them. We saw one on the surface. They use it to travel. We've seen another down here as well. They are massing armies. Just the drow? The Githyanki seem to be helping. At least on the surface. They are working. Sorry, my memories are fuzzy. The drow are working with Yunogu. building an army they are close and they will use the obelisk to reach the surface soon how do you know this I spoke to him to Inogu yes I thought you said you do not remember anything This one, Kuntikira, took my mind from me. And while I was with her, I, I guess, it's hard to say, but yes, they are planning to move very soon. remember much more right now do not touch the obelisk all right he's kind of looking at you um inquisitively Ketlin as uh Zeus says that <clears throat> says the name of Yinogu. You feel a hand on your shoulder. 
Um, it's Faulkner. I won't touch it. Um, you all look tired. I'll tell my men to destroy it. If they use it to get around, they won't be able to use it to get in here. No magic around it. It needs to be destroyed. We can do that. I, uh, I heard about Gartikar, and it saddens me to hear about his death. I'm going to see what I can do about this. We have some magic yet that may help him, but it is never a certainty. This will seem strange, but this, as soon as we leave this room, I, I need his body to stay with me until I'm done with him. Roll a persuasion check. <coughs> okay. Oh, uh, 23. It counts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You have until tomorrow. And then he's mine. He was a great ally of mine. Of course. <laughs> he's the only one that knew where the egg was. Which is what I'm after now. Dragon egg. It is the lifeblood of our city. Can a baby dragon power your forge? The sooner it hatches, the sooner I have a city. Are you sure it's wise to power the forge again with your city so weakened? We have nothing left. This is all we have. What about traveling to Voimid? With my brother. Could he even house this many people? I didn't see very many left. How many do you have? From the numbers, a thousand? I can't say for sure, but his city is completely intact when we left. I don't believe he'd say no to refugees. He seems a kind king. He's a good man. Pissy brother, but a good man. Um, please, uh, stay in one of our inns if you wish. We will be cleaning the city if you could aid at all. It would be appreciated. But you all have done a lot already. Do you have means 
of transporting our people in mass? I don't. We would have to walk. You do not have teleportation circles. Not here. Do you have anyone in your ranks capable of installing some? Uh, no. A lot of the people who had the magical abilities that could do that were keepers of the flame. And they are all but extinct. You say all but extinct. Are there any left that are here? Not to my knowledge. We freed at least two when we found Gartikar. I don't know what became of them, but... I mean, they might be somewhere. It's... I've only had my own mind for a short period of time. Yeah. When I heard about you, I had to meet you face to face. And thank you. Were they... Were they driven out when Kajikira came here? When we remember. When we turned on them, I... When I awoke, I was in my chambers. And when I came out and I saw the drow, I ordered my men to kill them. I see. And Doug knows that he was not himself, but you can probably tell that rubs him a little bit the wrong way. We had an estate in the Dark Lake District. Do you have any idea what may have become of it? I, uh, I can't say I don't remember you even being here before. It would be good to see it again. We can always go and find out. If you remember where it is, by all means. But if not, you can always stay at the dented mug. Well, if you guys have nothing else, I could use the rest. Maybe tomorrow I could help send a messenger to Foymead for you. I can cast and create teleportation circles, but I can't sustain it forever like some of your people could have. Understood. I think rest is well warranted. I'm exhausted. Yes. It was good to meet you, King. I'm glad to see that you are in your right mind again. You can call me Belgos. Thank, Thank you, Belgos. It was nice to meet you, Belgos. I will see you tomorrow. Sleep well. You see him pick up the two hammers and he puts them onto his belt as he begins walking out. And he whistles at a couple guys as he opens the door and starts heading towards the center of the town. 
Well, guys, where is this house that you keep talking about? It's down towards the lake. I may be able to lead the way. The way. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that they bring Torvir. Not Torvir. I'm going to make sure they, they uh, bring Gar to Gar. Okay. As we're leaving <clears throat> the chamber, I'm just going to whisper to Ketalin I am so sorry. Just continue walking. Oh, and actually, before we get all the way out, I'm gonna approach Belgos because I noticed him looking at Zoo earlier. Let me see. The last thing he did before he, she took his mind was to save my life. He's a good man. I trust you. Well, maybe you will trust him by extension. And someday you will trust him because you know him. Alright. Have a good one. Get some sleep. It's been a while since you've had your own. I can't sleep when my city can't. I understand. I got an obelisk to destroy. Good luck to you. Bye. Alright, so as you guys break off and begin making your way towards the estate, mm -hmm. is there anything anybody wants to do on the way there? I would like to make sure that Faulkner doesn't sneak off. <laughs> <laughs> He's, all... He's already <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's this moment after you leave, you're walking and you kind of turn around and Faulkner's not there. And you kind of are looking around behind you and he is completely gone already just as you are turn you? around and almost remind, you remind yourself like, oh, I need to keep an eye on him. You turn around and he's gone. And then you turn around to go walk the other way and he's standing there and he's like, what are you doing? Come on. I'm just gonna grab his sleeve and drag him along. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Uh, yes, he gets pulled. Um, Alright, anything else? Or you guys just want to head to the estate? Headed straight to the estate. Okay. You guys get there, and there are lights on the inside. We got squatters. Is this it? Yeah. I'll knock on like, the door. Pretty nice <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it necessarily has been like torn down or anything. I kind of expected more, but you know, it'll do. <laughs> it really is nicer on the inside. Okay, let's see it. Um, I'm gonna put my cloak over Gartikar right now. Okay. Yeah, that dead body we're just carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Did we really pass anyone on our way here? Yeah. Or is everyone? Passed, uh, a, a, 
several dwarves, but they seem to be all doing something. They're either carrying rubble or rushing to or from the front lines. Um, you can tell that they're less worried about what you all are all doing and trying to get their city back in order. I'll try the so, door and see if it's open, I guess. <laughs> okay, it's currently locked. Didn't we get a key? Do we have a key? I'm assuming. I mean, they gave us a place. <laughs> uh, you did have a key. Um, yeah. So if you want to dig through the bag and try to find I it. Do. You, <laughs> that yeah, awkward, totally like, people it, are yeah. waiting to come inside and you're, like, digging around your purse and shaking it yeah. to see if you can hear your keys jangle. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. That's where they're I'll give Ketelin maybe, like, 15 seconds. And if not, I'll I'll step forward and say, we can look for the key tomorrow and I'll cast, if she's able to find it, great. If not, I'll cast knock and open the door for us. Okay. So, um, right Kettle as I as pull it out, Anders knocking on the door. Like, I got <laughs> as, <laughs> as you're digging through, uh, there's a couple times you find a couple metallic objects. You're going to pick it up. No, that's not it. Uh, and you're, you're looking around. Oh, that's not it. Um, and, as you kind of pull it out, and you're like, ah, I got it. Ander walks up and puts his hand out, and you guys just hear this loud, like, loud knock sound as it goes, and it echoes throughout the whole entire walkway, or the whole entire, like, city block that you're currently on. The door just opens up, and then you see this poor old-looking Duragar dwarven lady in there, and she goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um... Is there, is there something I can do for you? Uh, tell us why you're Please in our don't house. Call me. I, uh, you don't look like Drow. No, yeah, we're not going to hurt safe. you. Why are you here? But, uh, yeah, I do believe you are in our residence, ma'am. Well, I'm hired to keep this place looking nice. Uh, oh, shit. Well. <laughs> Did we hire you? Jesus. <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. Um, you look around and it is looking immaculate. Uh, I mean, Wait, is, do we uh, recognize her? Morning. Yep. Uh, this is the way the whole time. Um, and uh, she says, um, I am so sorry. I um, I didn't realize that you were going to be here. I mean, you haven't been here for a long time. Um, and, so, and then all of a sudden, the drow were here and I was terrified. <laughs> it's okay. And, our, our sincerest apologies. You have done a good job. Don't yell at me. Um, there's um, dark clouds, dark, dark lake stout, and uh, there's wine in there. Um, please. Uh, wow, how much are we paying you? Like, I, I don't know, but it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> and he's just like getting to question everything, and she is now oh. just terrified at this fully oh. decked to the teeth, bloodied group of people with a dead body that just walked <laughs> oh my uh, God. <laughs> Sure. You have done a good uh, job. You guys are the do, worst. Do you, uh, are are you, do you sleep here? Yes, do you have a uh, house? There's a uh, there's a there's a there's a bed that pulls out from over by the bookshelves by the library. Oh, uh, how many rooms do we have here? <laughs> how many rooms are there? How many bedrooms? Six. Uh, well, why don't you just take mine and I'll push 
12 golden to her hands. Uh, thank you for your service. You've really done great. We should be paying you far more than we are, probably. Uh, take the rest of the night off, and we'll stay out of your hair. Thank you. Um, what was your name? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Um... Thank you. Um, it's okay. You, you can call me Dara. Dara? Alright, Dara. D-A-R-R-A. Dara, you must... You must accept our apologies. As you know, the state of things in the city has been... Poor. Very recently. And yes, we have been gone a long time. Not all of us have returned. But obviously, we mean you no harm. And I apologize for the state of our entrance. Please be at peace for the night. And uh, I hope to see you again soon when things are a bit more in order. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I would say next time knock, but you clearly did. Um, but if you just let me know when you're going to be here, I can make sure that things are extra nice and however you'd like it. So, um, please let me know if you need of anything. Course. I will be getting a drink at the dented mug. Um, <laughs> next, next going to go over where she said the wine was and grab a bottle, a wine bottle. It's like a no, it's thing. like a, it's like a giant barrel. Oh, and I'm, I'm going for the dark lake stout. Oh yeah, you like that. It's been it's been a long time. Um, while this is going on, Doug is headed to a room. Okay. Your guard car comes with him. So he will be in the room with me. And then whenever we get there, just uh, uh, before you. you yes. B- before you leave, Doug. Uh. If I can assist in any way in this process, I do have knowledge in resurrection. And uh, from up to 10 days from when he passed, I should be able to bring him back. Yeah, so you, you, are, just... you are reading my mind. This is exactly what I'm going to do. Very well. Uh, call for me if you need anything. Thank you, Wayne. That was very helpful. Then whenever he gets up there, yeah, the the two other Durgar dwarves follow you up to. Do you remember which one is your room? I don't. I don't even care. I'm just going into a room. Okay. And then just <clears throat> thank you very much for your help. You may help yourself to wine on the on the way out. So there is, uh, I don't know if you all remember, but there is a, immediately when you walk in, there's almost like a little living room area with a fireplace on the left. Uh, there's a somewhat ornate looking stairwell going up and then it kind of circles around as there is three rooms on the left and kind of three rooms on the right um and it kind of has these railings that come around so you can pop out and look down to the living area um and kind of looking around the edge where you can now see that there's this cot of stone that kind of uh, can prop up into the wall and become part of the wall that you can see that there's a small bed made uh you can see that she didn't know that you all were coming so it's currently made but down 
and there's a little study uh, i don't know if you all remember but this was vadrin's study um for those who remember him um and there are a couple chairs uh you know back in um in, in the little study area but that's basically and then there's a small uh kitchen uh where um the food would be made and where the drinks currently are and then there's a a smaller ish dining area that also has a a stone table uh with these kind of benches made out of stone as well um so i i know you said you don't care but which room do you go into we'll just say Better one not be room number two so <laughs> if you're walking up if you're walking up uh we'll say room one is the far left and six is on the far right so Actually, since you said any, I want you to roll a d6. Okay, okay, go. okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> great comedy value. Three. Three, okay. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Better not be my um, fucking room. I'm actually going to put Kiln on the bed. Okay. So two Duergar dwarves put him down in the, in the bed, and then they leave oh, the establishment. Wow, there was... There was Dorgar to witness our embarrassment about forgetting that we hired a fucking housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna go up to Doug and just start with one to kind of poke my head into the rooms and kind of just see what they all have inside of them. Okay. Um, you see that they're mostly identical. Um, there's not a ton of variance in them. Some of it is usually furniture or um, you do notice that one of them um, room four, technically, would uh, has a few more bookshelves. They don't necessarily have; they're full of books. There are just some tomes and some um, pieces of paper that are kind of stuck up there. But there's a lot more bookshelf space there than kind of any of the other ones. Um, and then some of them seem to have like more of a little closet area that you can see where they put either items or or clothes um, in these little like kind of cutouts in the rooms. But for the most part, they they look like they're mostly made just for uh, either sleeping or uh, some of them or most of them have like little tables with a little chair in them so you can sit and read and there's like candles in there that you can light if you'd like. Was one of the rooms still room blown to bits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is there a scorch mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually say there are still scorch marks in one of the rooms. <laughs> Not going with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey guys, you guys have dibs in any of these rooms? Mine's the second from the left. I, I was right, right? Left is number one. Far left? Yep, left is number one, then two would be the second one. If there's a door that appears to have some potentially old scorch marks coming out from underneath it, that'd be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those. I thought that it was just bad housekeeping, but okay. <laughs> That was uh, a difficult time for, for, for me. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I was going through a rough patch. Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> the Ander claims but room one. I now, I now know which one is mine. So, Ander is in one, Kettlin's in two, Doug is in three. Milton, which one did you grab? The library one. Four. So, at least five and six for Nightingale and Zoo. I am in the kitchen grabbing whatever food I can find okay. and ravenously eating it. You notice that there's a lot of salted meats um, that are kind of up in the up in the cupboard, wrapped in this kind of weird paperish material. Um, you're not sure what kind of meat, but it's definitely um, edible. 
Yeah. No yeah. no manners, no etiquette. I'm just digging in. Okay. Five. Okay. You walk in there and there's a uh, there's this um, kind of small it's actually one of the few win- uh, rooms that has a window in it. Um, and it actually, you'll notice that there's not a pane or anything that you can open. It's just a, a small rectangle cut out um, that you can look out uh, into kind of the street. Um, and from your room, you can actually see the Dark Lake, which is the first time you've seen it. Well, the first time you've seen it in Gracklestown. Um, as these kind of just dark waves are kind of lapping up over onto the docks that you see that uh, there currently are no ships at the docks or anything like that, but you can just see this kind of not rough, but this moving dark lake. Um, so zoo, you're just eating. And so Doug, you're upstairs. Um, is anybody wanting to do anything in particular before? Okay. Milton. I just wanted to put my stuff down, like in a room, yeah. and then I'm going to go back downstairs and obviously partake in some food and yeah. drink and that kind of stuff too. But there is a, kind of an eerie silence in the whole manor. Um, the weight of what just happened, um, getting your ally back, defeating Konjakira, losing Torvir. Um, now dealing with an entire city that seemingly going to struggle um, if something can get figured out um, how to relocate them if you need to these questions are just kind of popping up and bearing down on you on what next I just want to walk in the kitchen or dining room wherever you use that which one are you at uh, I would have probably grabbed an armful of food and sat down to the table somewhere. Yep, there's that big stone table that has those stone benches as well that you just see him by himself in the dark, just eating. Okay. I'm just going to go sit down next to him and just kind of eat some food quietly next to him for a few minutes. Okay. Do it first, you don't even notice him. You don't notice him. You're lost in your own thoughts. Roll a wisdom check for me. Three, six, nine. Nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you're kind of tearing into the flesh, a few memories rush back. And it causes you to kind of push the food away from you for a second. As you're, we're biting into it, this image of this dog-like face ripping into flesh flashes into your mind and makes you push the food away. You okay? Please tell me this is a bad dream and none of this is real. 
Do you want me to lie to you? That's alright, I already know the answer. This can't be happening. It is. I was one of them. The one called Totumanu. That's what they called me. I was a fucking seven son. Understand how she did this. <clears throat> magic. She did it with magic, obviously. The last thing I remember seeing before I went in to save Kedalyn was her raising her hand at you. I don't know exactly what she did, but. I do plan to find out someday. I can't imagine what you saw or what you went through, but I need you to know that even though we weren't sure what happened, we never assumed anything negative on your behalf. Even though we saw you once and you were doing things that we know were not of your nature, we still were constantly trying to find you we even almost went to the Shadowfell to find you. Thankfully, somebody smart told us that that was not a good idea. And we prioritized saving the world. So sorry about that. Mm. But we found you anyway, so I guess it'll work out. You see just a small little smirk. But he is just beginning to cry again, just... can't remember everything and the things that I remember I, I don't wish to how many more things have I done that I cannot recall as much help as you remembering might be to our cause honestly I don't know if it's worth putting you through the memories. They seem to be coming anyways. If you want, we can try sharing a dream together sometime. I can see what you've seen. Maybe then I can better understand how you're feeling and can help you. Might even help you remember some more things. Shed a dream, how does, what do you mean by this? It's a simple magic spell. You won't even know that it's happening. You'll just go to sleep and then you'll wake up in your dream. But you'll have the ability to 
craft the world around you. Whatever you want to see, you can see. And I can stand there with you. And we can converse. Maybe between two of us or some other people in the party, we can figure out what happened or what's going on. I'm only going to ask you to do that if you want to, though. Obviously, it could bring up some really bad stuff. I think that's... Soon, I will want to remember. I need to know why. Why me? Why did she choose me? Was it only because I was in that room with her? If I wasn't, would it have been Doug? Why? Why am, why am I here now? How did you bring me back? I think the best person to answer that question is Doug. He spoke with the matron. Doug spoke with the matron? Yes. She's the one that facilitated the exchange. Oh, fuck, she is probably furious with me. She got something in return. She didn't just give. She never does. You are a good friend, Milton. I missed you, bud. I probably missed you too. <laughs> I need a bath and a shave, I think. Yep. And some rest. <laughs> we all need a rest, that's for sure. Who is the new girl? She's an interesting person. Aren't we all, though? This is very true. Her dog, Kato. He's the most interesting one of the two for me. <laughs> um, she has some pretty useful skills. She's very handy with that weapon, too. I saw her. Imagine if you have kept her around, then she is quite useful indeed. I don't want to get into her personal stuff, because it's kind of her story, but... She has a big stake in this, too. Her father... is the... the head of the school in Ellington that we went to. Oh, really? He's missing. And for all that we can figure out so far, he's probably in the Shadowfell. And it's the work of the Seven Sons. We ran into some creatures, kind of like Kato, but a little scarier looking. But they were animated in a similar fashion that we think is being done by her father. He is working for the Seven Sons then? We don't know, but the information we've gotten Makes us think he's not doing it under his own will, but under duress. Does that jog any 
me memory him talking about the animated <coughs> creatures in the shadow felt. Roll an intelligence check. No, that's the worst roll. Oh, fifteen. It does. There are a couple things come flooding to your head. There's this moment that you remember looking back at these metallic beasts, seemingly in a long single file line. Um, these beasts looked very similar to like a bull but the thing about the back end is very dragon like almost the body was bigger the hind legs were bigger and there was a large tail coming out at the bottom that was kind of dragging against the ground causing these sparks as these creatures were one by one walking and you remember kind of ushering them And one by one, they walk into this obelisk, and they're disappearing. There must have been at least 50 in that vision. I saw them, these creatures. The weird bull animated things. Yeah. <clears throat> they uh, walked into an obelisk and they're on this plane somewhere. Those obelisks lead to the Shadowfell. I'm almost positive of it. At least most of them. Can you think of anything useful to stop this? Anything at all. Right now we have not a lot of leads to go off of. We came here and we've accomplished our mission. There's one other person that we should probably go and talk to after this, but after that we're kind of out of plans. Zoo after a second you um, have another vision you're in this dark dark room and there's some the ground is solid but it's shifting almost like there's straw over stone or something and your hand is cold as you're gripping some form of iron bar or something and you feel impact against your leg as you kick. And you hear somebody go, Ugh! and then as you punch him in the face. And you grab the hair of this man as you're looking through the mask. And the voice that comes out is yours, but you can't understand it. This man, he seemingly wearing spectacles that are completely broken at this point. You throw him down to the ground and walk out. 
Miss Shadowfell. It's where they are. But who are? The Seven Sons. That's where we met. Mostly. We can't possibly go against five of them. No. No, we cannot. We need to know where they're coming up next so that we can find them singularly. There is a... Yes, there is a plan. Misdirection. They are using distractions to to lure attention away from what an area that they plan to strike at <coughs> there are there are uh, uh, wars in the east they will hit the west that is where the Dawnbringer went she is chasing Gooses. It's a rabbit hole. That's not. That's not the plan. Somewhere in the west, they are amassing an army to attack. They don't care about the east. We need to tell the Dunhuck. Is she there still? Last we heard. Where's our Faulkner friend? Look around and see if I see him. <laughs> if he's still around. So meanwhile, <laughs> he is going to tap you, Kedalyn, and give you the head nod towards the the bedroom upstairs. Whoa. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> mature rated content incoming I don't know are we ready to role play this thing out I mean <laughs> okay, we've got five minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's go I'll start walking up the stairs okay so he goes into the bedroom and closes the door and you see him line his thumb around the doorway and he says okay you want to tell me what the fuck is going on what just happened how are you trusting that guy what part zoo yes the guy who 10 minutes Our ago friend? was wearing a fucking mask trying to kill you all of a sudden he comes back Right? And then all of a sudden he says he talks to you fucking Yinogu and you don't bat an eye. Zu wasn't himself. It's... He wasn't wearing the mask willingly. It's different. And yes, of course, obviously, <laughs> Yinogu's name, hearing that, hearing that he spoke to him, I'm batting all my fucking eyes, Faulkner. I don't want to push him too far, though. He's obviously... <laughs> damaged somehow. 
Well, if he's got information, you have to get it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I will. I'm not gonna break him. We just got him back, for God's sake. And you! Thank you for coming, by the way, but where the hell were you? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You, you think I just have a personal device that can get me anywhere I want? <laughs> yeah, you've studied fucking magic, Faulkner. You've done it before. Oh, you right. obviously did it this time. Magic. Hold on. Let me just will myself wherever I want for a minute. So how it fucking works? Yeah. Isn't it? Do you it? know what I had to do? No. I. You don't tell me anything anymore. Of course I don't know what you had to do. Kid. Don't kid me. I told the Dawnhawk that I needed to get here. Oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Of course, and I'm sure that once you got the okay from her was when you finally decided that it might be okay to show up and help your fucking friend. You know so much, don't you? <laughs> You know, Faulkner, I... Even in the guild, you never let them put a leash on you, but I don't know how she managed it, but she's got that collar a little tight, if you ask me. Oh, snap. <laughs> Mary never to date Alex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a sword off his back. And he shows it to you. And there's a huge crack down the center of it. It's fucking worthless now. He throws it off, throws it on the ground. What happened to it? You know about this. I want to hear it from you. When I make an oath, I keep it. This blade holds me accountable. It's broken. She didn't want me to come, Ked. And I came. I ran. into stuff behind enemy lines. I found an obelisk. I touched it. I went to the Shadowfell. Almost I fucking died. I went across three different planes trying to find you. Thanks. I don't even know what to say to that. We could have gotten you here somehow if you just told us. 
I told you we'd come and get you. That was reckless, Faulkner. You trying to put a collar on me? No. I'm trying to make sure you stay alive. No, I can do that myself. Obviously. So what now? I need some air. Please don't leave. I mean, get some air, but please at least stay until tomorrow. Alright. He turns around and you see him trace his thumb around the doorway again. We can fix it. Closes the door. It's at this point, Milton, that you turn around and you see Faulkner walking out the front door. Faulkner! Doesn't answer. I'm gonna run over to the door. Okay, he, he beats you there. So you're more so like, by the time you see him, he is like grabbing the door. I'm gonna run out after him. Okay. You go outside and he says, yes, Master Milton, what can I do for you? I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but I've been talking with Zoo. You may not trust him yet, as we do, because you haven't had the the same experiences as we have with him. And you're probably right not to trust him. I don't even know what to believe at this point with him, but I need to know, when you left the Dunhawk, was she still fighting the battles in the East? Yes, obviously. That is not good news. Yeah, well, you tell her. I'm, I gotta go. He just walks. I'll let him go. I'll go back inside. Okay. Catelyn, you're in the room by yourself and you just see his broken sword on the ground in front of you. You walk back to Zoo. So, Faulkner said, when he left at least, Dunhawk was indeed fighting the war in the East. Of course he is. We need to send her a message somehow. I don't know if she will believe us. I don't even know where to send her. I just know that the, the war in the east is not the plan. When you're ready, instead of me going into the dream with you, I want you to go in with the Dunhawk so she can see what you have seen. She may actually believe you if she can see it for herself. 
She does not kill me. She cannot harm you in the dream. You are in full control of what goes on in there. How are you going to make this happen? We'll need to wait till tomorrow to do it. I'm far too tired to do a spell like that tonight. However, Doug can send her a message to tell her what our plans are and to give her forewarning and see if she's willing to talk with you. And maybe you'll remember some more things by the time that we can do this. Okay. But in the meantime, I think it's important that we all get a good night's sleep. I don't think there's much sleep for me tonight. But I will try. Good man. Milton. Thank you. It's good to see you, good friend. Try and stick around this time. Hmm. I'll do my best. Good night. Good night. I'm gonna walk upstairs and go to my room. Okay. <clears throat> Just sit at the table for a while longer. Okay. And then eventually head upstairs. Thank you. the bathroom and maybe taking a bath first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First thing you notice is no bath. Shit. <laughs> uh, but you do remember that you are close to the Dark Lake. That's not mm. a good idea. <laughs> no, put a pin in that. Idea. <laughs> and I'll just go to my room. Okay. Nightingale, anything? Um, I would just put my stuff up there, probably went down and grabbed a glass of wine. Okay, not gonna say anything to anybody here. Yeah, like you don't want to talk to anybody. No, I guess okay. um, whoever's down there when I'm down there would see that I'm upset, not like mad or whatever, but just mm-hmm. sad probably. Okay. Um, just real quick, Doug detail is he literally is falling asleep. Um, praying um, just for the guidance on what to do next and for how he's going to handle talking to Zoo because he kind of sees that conversation coming um, and for hoping there's survivors of the uh, Keepers of the Flame and Praying for the spell that he knows he's going to cast tomorrow to try and raise Garthic Car. Okay. All right, Ender, anything? Uh, where, was Zoo going to the Dark Lake? No, he's staying. He's staying in. <laughs> I went to my room. Well, he was eating for a while by himself after Milton left him. So, mm-hmm. if you wanted to have a moment with him, there would be time for that. Uh, I'll just go sit down with him. Uh, would you like some company, Zoo? Always. Me too. Uh, I think that a good night's sleep will do us all well. Especially in our own beds. 
didn't think I would be able to say that for a long time. But how long, what, how long have you been chasing Konjikira? <coughs> I'm not sure. It's months. I have not been keeping good track of time since my mind has been so consistently elsewhere and more in the moment and surviving <laughs> more more of the same from when we were last together good to see uh, that uh, not everything has changed I suppose I feel as if though things are difficult I have become more accepting of the current circumstances or more comfortable with them neither of those are really the, the right words for it but it is what it is and we will continue until we can no more and I am well well and okay with that and have been for a while and having <coughs> A victory beyond what I could have imagined here. Defeating a dragon and having you back now. It is surprising and I feel as if a good omen for the future. I cannot believe you killed the dragon. You have grown very strong. Uh, stronger and more fortunate I think having Milton along with us in our tasks and our journeys have been absolutely invaluable if he were not here we would not have had success against any of our endeavors here But we're all able to. Face, though. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I'll look around just to make sure he wasn't listening in. Yes. Right. You're not wrong. I yes. am very fortunate to have to be able to call each and every one of you, friend. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve you even sitting here with me. But I thank you for it. Well, the longer I am here, the older I get. Who deserves anything anyway? It is the goodness in us and our hope that the good gods and the good deities of this realm and others will have victory over the darkness. But we yeah, control what we do. 
Sorry to interrupt you, Ender, but when he said that, you kind of have a flashback. You can see as you're talking, um, you mention the gods, that zoo just goes pale, paler than you've ever seen him, and his head just hits the table, and he's just mumbling under his breath, shaking his head, and is unresponsive. Zoo. Zoo, can you hear me, my friend? I did a bad thing, Ender. Take heart, my friend. Take a breath. I'll put my hand on his shoulder. Hep-m. Uh, do I have any inspirations left at this point? Perhaps not. Well, I will put my hand on your. I will verbally. I will verbally inspire. <laughs> there is much in this world that is out of our control, and unfortunately, you had your life out of your control for quite a time. And even if it was something you did without without knowing or you thought you could do something, it does not matter anymore. But if you wish to speak of it, do so. They, they are gone. All of them. All of them. Vanished. Chains. I did it. I helped do it. How? How? I don't know. Magic, of course, some... Some very strong, very dark and evil magic. Well then, I suppose... It falls to us mortals. For who has been here all this time? Who has been fighting and dying and giving kindness and giving love and understanding to those around us? It has not been the gods. They have interceded at times and they have helped and we could not have gotten to this place without them, but it falls to us now. And perhaps in time, we can do them proud 
and become what they no longer can be. And though there is discouragement in your words, I am again at the point of acceptance. There is nothing else for us to do but to continue forward and do what we know we have to. And anything that would draw us down or make us doubt ourselves or guilt, it will only slow you down and make you less effective. So shed yourself of it and become a new man. Or we do not stand a chance. You are far more generous than I deserve, and probably much more so than the others will be, once they <laughs> learn of it. Well, you have me at your side, and I believe that they will have understanding, if not soon, then in time. And we are all in this together. And to go on without one or the other would be foolish. It was not you. It feels like it was, though. Though I may not understand exactly how you feel, I know what it is to be losing yourself. You saw it. And I understand the burden that carries, but it is energy poorly spent to put towards giving that time and that evil and that curse any more of you than has already been taken. You're right. If there is any hope, if there is anything good left in me, I will fight. all I can do right now. Thank you, Enda. It is my pleasure. And now I think I will finish my drink and enjoy the evening. Your company is more than welcome. Is, I do not remember, is there a, is there a garden in the back of the house? I might enjoy being outside. There's a nice, there's a nice lake. <laughs> I do not think there's a garden, but... I think I will sit here a while longer and go to bed soon. Well, then I will 
give you good company in silence, if you do not mind. Thank you. For what it's worth, Ander, I know you say it's not my fault. And I hope you are right. But I am very sorry. As you most likely can know and assume, but so it is said anyway, I wholeheartedly forgive you, my friend. Thank you. Okay. On my way up to yeah. go to my room, um, I did want to stop by Doug's room. Were you in there or are you out? I'm in there. Okay. Yeah. Then like, I'll knock before I walk in, obviously. Okay. You hear knocking. Milton walks in. Hello, Milton. Hello. There's one thing that I wanted to do that might help you in your... whatever you're going to do to him tomorrow. And I'm going to walk over to him and just kind of place my hand on Gardakar's shoulder and cast Gentle Repose, um, which okay. prevents like, any kind of decay and extends the, the time that he can be revived for 10 additional days of wherever it's at right now. Okay. Um, and, like, hopefully, hopefully that helps you. Thank you, Milton. I, I appreciate any help you can give. Good luck to you, sir. Good night, too. Milton. Yeah? You, uh, you did good back there. I just did what anyone would do. I, I walked in the room and didn't expect to walk out. And I think you're a big part of, uh, of doing that. If it makes you feel better, I didn't expect to leave either. <laughs> I feel like none of us ever expect to leave anywhere we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Milton. Good night, Jordan. <laughs> and I'm actually just going to go to bed. When Nightingale comes down for a drink or whatever. The wine. The wine. Um, I won't say much to her. I'll just... Kind of acknowledge that she's there. Not the best first impression. Thank you for your help up there. What do you mean? In battle. Yes. And before. I'm sure you have been A good ally, and I appreciate it. You are a friend of the Dawnbringers, you are a friend of mine. Yes. I did lose my, really, my only friend to get you back, so. You will forgive me if I'm cold to you for a while. The Dawnbringers are lovely, but none of them have tried to be my friend except for Tor here. And maybe you don't. 
don't even know how that exchange went, but there was a sacrifice to get you back. After Nightingale says that, she takes a big chug of wine and refills it and then goes upstairs. That's the first time Dwarf Bard heard heard of that, and so he's just even more to to process. Yep. I was careful with my word choices. Mm. That's great. That's fine. I love that Nightingale was blunt. That's good. So one by one, you all fall asleep, and Zoo, it takes you a little bit longer. Um, oh, sorry. I, I want to stay up until Faulkner gets back. Okay. I'll probably, like, wait downstairs till he comes back. Okay. So there is a moment when it's been an hour, two. Zoo, you finally walk upstairs, and you see Ketelin sitting downstairs by the fire that's beginning to go down. I am embarrassed and don't say anything. I just go up to my room. Okay. Kettle any weight. After you've been there for about three hours, you're starting to get kind of tired. As it's getting into the late night. You hear the door. Hey. He comes walking. I'm gonna stand up as I hear it. What'd you say? I'm standing up as I hear like the door start to open. Okay. Faulkner walks in. He looks at you. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I said to you was unworthy. You deserved better from a friend. Kettle, and there's a reason I didn't tell you where I was ever. Because if I tell you, you're going to be the best friend ever and try to come help me or stop doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I couldn't tell you. You were needed here for this. 
I just, I didn't like that you doubted me. I just, I... I thought that I was losing you. Back in Hamlin, it... It seemed like you were... ready to fight me if she said so, and... It's always just been us. I'm sorry I doubted you. That sword up there. You know why I had it made, right? She probably does, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think she does. Okay, I don't. No. Back at Hamelin, Kettlin, we couldn't trust anybody. <laughs> you know that. And so at first I had a hard time trusting you. So I had something made. Oathkeeper. When I make a promise, it binds itself to the person that I make that promise to. And before meeting the Dawnbringer, or the Dawnhawk, sorry. Before meeting the Dawnhawk, my goal was for you to find people that can make you complete your mission. Because I knew I couldn't do it. Promise kept. I made a new promise. And I broke it. glad I did though and you're probably dead if I didn't show up yeah probably I'm joking I'm not I'm gonna make a new promise. We'll fix it. Yeah. It's just a blade. But I promise to never doubt you. No matter what. I promise too. Never again, because not talking to you or seeing you fucking sucks. Yes, <laughs> not the best. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. 
growing up, adulting, saving the world. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right, let me get a drink. And it's at this point that you, Grab me one too. the first time you actually <laughs> smell that he has been drinking. You don't know how much, but you can smell that he has been. Amazing. Of course he has. He grabs a drink. Give me one too. Uh, Biggest cup you can find, please. Right. <laughs> don't scam. <laughs> so he grabs you one too. And you guys go upstairs. Um, okay. One by one. You all go to sleep eventually, and we will pick up at the next session. Welcome back, Zoo. Oh, man. Yeah, what an entry. I know. I know.